The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to Wellness Inc. I'm Dr. Mike Moreno, taking a deep dive into the big business of wellness. After 25 years of practicing medicine, I am fascinated with the booming wellness industry. I'll be exploring apps, gadgets, and discoveries, everything new to help us all get and stay well. Well, today we, uh, we are in great hands. And I know because uh, my guest, I have utilized his services. And uh, let me tell you, anybody out there uh, who's listening, you are going to get something out of this uh, because I guarantee you this is a helpful thing to say the least. So Dr. Todd Cooperman is a founder of the internet site Consumer Lab. It's a godsend to health conscious consumers. Haven't we all asked, is this label true? Now you can find out on Consumer Lab. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. After testing wellness products in labs, the results are published on consumerlab.com. That means you don't have to wonder if a label is true. You can see the results right there. And he is you know, nationally known, it's testified with the U.S. House of Representatives, U.S. Senate, as well as NIH. Um, and I will tell you, I cannot begin to thank you enough, Dr. Cooperman. First of all, welcome, and, and thanks for being with us. Well, thank, thanks for having me on, uh, Dr. Mike. And I got to tell you, you know, what I love is that what you do and Consumer Lab is so important to everybody. I mean, it, to say this is a godsend is the biggest understatement there is because this is about educating consumers. Now, I will say as a consumer, I am a consumer, doctors, hospitals, everybody is utilizing this. And, uh, you know, we need to know we don't have um, the FDA in our corner when it comes to supplements and so many things. So talk to us a little bit about, you know, how you got into this and, and you know, where you you came from, came up with this idea. I, I got to know the whole backstory. On this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, first, thanks for uh, that nice introduction. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. So uh, we, we've been at this now since 1999. So it's our 21st year. And the way that I got into this is uh, there had been some articles that came out in the nineties um, showing problems with dietary supplements, mostly herbal supplements, because in 1994, a law was passed called Deshaies. Um, which basically allowed supplements to be marketed with, with um, kind of claims that couldn't be made before. Not that they could cure or prevent or treat anything, but that they could help uh, sustain um, 
strengthen you know the immune system, all, all kinds of things. And it really there was a boom in the marketplace. So uh, people were going out buying supplements uh, like they had never before. And I was wondering, well, who's who's actually like checking these? And it turns out the FDA is not checking supplements. It does have regulations, um, but they're fairly lax and, and weak reg- uh, relative to uh, drugs. It's really left up to the manufacturer uh, to really do the right thing if they if they if they want to. Yeah, you know, it's like the it's the wild west. It really is. And I, I mean, I remember when I first learned of this fact, I was like scratching my head. I was like, really? Like, you know, people have this idea that that's ah, just a supplement. You can buy it online. You can buy it at, at your local drugstore. Whatever it is, it's got to be okay. And and for many reasons that we're going to go into today, that's not always the case. And I, I talk with my patients about this stuff all the time. Just because, you know, you can go online or walk into a grocery store and buy this does not make it necessarily safe. And more importantly, how do you know what's in the bottle? So that's, exactly. it's incredible. And, you know, the supplement business, and you'll know more than I do, is a multi-billion dollar, if not even more, hundreds of billions of dollars. Just how does nobody, nobody's like watching what these guys are doing. Yeah, we, we are the, the leading group really watching what, what's going on out there. There are some other uh, groups that are testing for, for manufacturers exclusively, um, like USP. You'll see that their seal on products. Um, and USP is a, you know, a, a very old organization that sets standards, but it only kind of got into testing supplements after we did. Um, I said we've been doing it 21 years. Maybe they've been at you know, 18 years but what we do that they don't do is, is go out and buy these products off the shelf um, as, just as a consumer would and test them and, and report on, on what we find for our members because that's what, that's what funds us as people subscribe to Consumer Lab. It's $47.40 a year. Um, and we have over, I think, now 92, 3,000 uh, individuals who subscribe in libraries and uh, hospitals. Um, but uh, it's very much like you said, the industry has kind of fought off being uh, well-regulated. Uh, you know, I t- I've testified, as you mentioned, uh, you know, before Congress on this. And, you know, they, they've had a lot of people on their side kind of trying to keep, keep, keep regulations at, at a minimum. Uh, there are good manufacturing practices that are supposed to be followed uh, by the, by the, uh, the companies. But, but those uh, are really loose. And, and what, they, what it really means is that, you know, you're supposed to be checking uh, the ingredients that come in, you're checking your products, but the way that you do that testing and checking is up to you. And, and there are tests that will show that a product that has nothing in it really has 100%. And that's an allow, allowed test. It might be, just be, be based on the color of the ingredient. Um, and then there are much better tests, the kinds of things that we do at Consumer Lab, like HPLC testing, you know, where you're really looking for the, for the specific compounds uh, in there. So, uh, there are companies who who do a really good job. I can't say always, right. um, <laughs> uh, but there are those who do who do a, a more consistently do a good job, and then there are others that just kind of kind of fly in and out um, and don't do a good job. And not, and I would say for your for your listeners, you know, if there's something new and hot on the market, I'd be very suspect, uh, you know, of the quality. That's when we see the most problems, especially like a weight loss type supplement. Um, that's, you know, there, there are companies that just rush into that space. They don't know what they're doing. Um, and it can take a few years before really the quality improves. Um, so that, that's really what created the, the need for what we do. Um, and then I, I hired, uh, someone out of the FDA who had been doing more firefighting work, uh, Dr. William Obermeyer, who, uh, 
is it was, was a pharmacologist within within the uh, actually a, a pharmacognosist. He's a specialist in, in herbal products. Um, so he Big was doing tests. He, he was doing work at the FDA, and I was fortunate to get him to start Consumer Lab with me. Um, and then after about a dozen years, he retired. We now have Dr. Mark Anderson, who's a pharmacologist and toxicologist. I'm an MD. Um, and then we have other people on staff really focusing on not just what these products contain, but, you know, we also want to know, do they work? What's the right dosage? You know, what time of day do you take them with? Do they interact with drugs? Um, so because our readers want to know, you know, want, want all these answers. They don't just want to know, you know, which product is, is, is the best and, and real and, and, and the least expensive. So, you know, you brought this up and I'm glad you did because it was one of the questions I was dying to ask because I, it's what I use is the whole GMP, right? Mm -hmm. That GMP is, I've always kind of gone by that as thinking this is a pretty solid, you know, product, whatever it may be. And you, you mentioned, you know, all kinds of herbs and, and I mean, there are so many things we're going to talk about CBD and I guarantee Mm -hmm. you. that's a big, big thing out there. I mean, it's, there are so many things, but listen, I agree with you. The latest and greatest is not always true, you know? So it it drives me nuts sometimes when, you know, and I'll I'll tell you, I've been practicing, like I said, 25 ish years and uh, since, you know, late nineties and, and, you know, we didn't used to see commercials for drugs on TV, you remember that? Like, sure, there were never sure. drug commercials on. You know, nowadays I I watch sixty minutes, one of my favorite shows to watch, top three, and every commercial is about a drug. And it's we've been overwhelmed as consumers, and and those are just prescriptions. So I I tell my patients, listen, the the newest is not necessarily the best. I, I want things to have a track record, and you know the mm-hmm. thing that I, in my opinion, I've always said that if something's around and it's been around. That's the best thing you could ask for because just because something is new does not necessarily mean it's better. And things that have been around and are still around and still used, that to me, that that speaks volumes in terms of a track record more than anything else. Sure, sure. And and even the companies that that mean to do well, you know, and they when they get in, get get into a new type of supplement. They don't realize, you know, it's not stable when you mix it with some other ingredient. Um, or uh, you can't just leave it out, uh, send it out from your factory and, and, and expect that it's going to be maintained at the proper temperature. For example, you know, we had tested a, a very well-known probiotic uh, a few years ago and found that it only had half the organisms that it claimed. Uh, and the company, you know, protested. And, and then when they looked into it, they found, you know, it was being stored in, in warehouses that weren't air conditioned. And we've, wow. we've tested, you know, vitamin C, very simple kind of single, you know, ingredient products that that had all the vitamin C, but we did, we could only find out with a hammer <laughs> to break this product apart because they didn't they did, they packed it too tightly or they used the wrong shellac on it, you know. Um, so that there are all these issues that that companies uh, may not be aware of, you know, even though they, they intend to do the right thing, they they just don't they don't know or they're not applying you know the right uh, uh, expertise you know to to make a good product. And I think that's important. I think that's a great point because, you know, we we tend to be cynical these days and always think, you know, we're always, you know, a little like it's always about, well, we're not so sure about this and that. And I think it's great. Listen, I'm still I have faith in this community, in this world. I still think that people intend to do the right thing. But things happen. Like you said, I mean, that's really interesting what you say about the shellac on the pill, which I I don't think I've ever used 
that term or heard that term used in terms of a pill. So I'm assuming this is a pill that you would take and it would never really get broken down and you would probably excrete it and never absorb it. Is that what was going on? Exactly. Exactly what, what was going on. And so every, every tablet, every caplet that we test and we've tested, you know, thousands of them, they all, we test them all for what's called disintegration, you know, make, making sure that that, that, that product's going to break apart so that the ingredients can be absorbed, you know, in your body. Okay. So let's, let's, I want you to take us through this. Now, I, I can't imagine you go strolling into the local Dwayne Reed or CVS or whatever. We don't have Dwayne Reed on the West Coast, but I, I know you guys have the, in the East Coast. So I can't imagine you or, or someone in your company just go strolling in and looks, I mean, take the, take us through this because I'm, I'm so curious as to how you figured this out. So, you know, I don't know if you want to take the last one that you've done or one that's most, however, you're, I'm just curious, how does this process work? Sure. So um, first, so we we have uh, actually about two, over two hundred thousand people get our newsletter. Um, uh, about you know less than half are paying subscribers, uh, but we poll them every year. We ask them, "What are you using? What brands do you use?" So we find out what you know what's popular. We also look elsewhere, you know, other information sources. So we we find out within the within the category, such as CBD or whether it's multivitamins, we want to figure out you know what products are popular, what products are our readers interested in. Um, and then we do go stroll out, uh, you know, if we have to, to a store, we certainly are getting a lot of things, you know, online, just like consumers. So we will go uh, and get them through multi-level marketing companies, through doctor's offices, through every channel through which these are sold um, and buy them. They cannot be ever sent to us by a manufacturer. Um, we do have, a, do have a program where manufacturers can ask us to test a product if we, they know that we're going to be testing CBD and they make a CBD product and they want to make sure that you know, we take a look at it. They can pay a fee and, and we still have to go out and buy it off the shelf. They can't send it to us and they have nothing to do with the testing. Wow. That's great. I mean, that's a legit, that's totally legit. Now I got to ask you this. Tell, so CBD has to be one of the most requested in terms of people reaching out or is it? I'm guessing. Yeah, it was. It was. It's 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 died down a bit. I must say. Um, you know, two three years ago, probably two years ago, it was super hot. Super. You know, everyone wanted to know about CBD. I, I get the sense um, that you know, even though the market's still growing a bit, it's not like it was. I think people have tried it. Um, some may have found it somewhat helpful. Um, you know, it's typically used for pain, for anxiety. Um, the interesting thing about CBD is most of the studies that have been done have been done with hundreds and hundreds of milligrams. You know, it's approved, as you know, for, for use in rare, rare types of epilepsy. Right. But that's, right. At, that's at these very high doses. The products that you buy on the market are not at that dosage. It's the same CBD, but, you know, it's 5, 10, 15, 25 milligrams, not, you know, 500 milligrams. So most of this clinical, the good clinical information is done with products that are really don't resemble um, the products that people are buying just because the dose is, you know, 10 times higher or more. At these lower doses, it's really more anecdotal uh, inf uh, information, case reports, um, uncontrolled, you know, kind of studies um, that, that do show that people feel that they're getting a benefit uh, in terms of pain and, and again, anxiety. Um, and, and it may be true, which is no one is putting the money into, into big big trials um, because uh, these, these supplement companies really can't afford that because it's a commodity product. Um, it's not, it's not a drug that they own, you know, exclusively. 
So that's always a challenge with supplements is, you know, getting good clinical studies done. Um, it's really typically requires the government or some academic groups to really be interested to do good clinical studies with, with supplements. Yeah. You know, I, I've with CBD, I, I've, I've actually used it myself. Um, and I've, I, it's one of those things where it, it sometimes works and sometimes doesn't. What I've always told my patients is when it comes to supplements, first of all, I need to know about them, no matter how benign or no matter how, you know, innocent you think it may be, I need to know you're taking it. I, I think drug-drug interaction is another big reason. You know, a lot of people don't recognize that just because you can buy something off the shelf, you may be interacting with your blood thinner or your blood pressure medication or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. But I've always said, as long as you're you know, whatever supplement you're taking, one, does it work? Does it do what it's supposed to do? Do you feel better? Are you achieving whatever it is you want to achieve from taking it? Two, that it does no harm, obviously. Uh, And three, that, of course, that I know about it. And then number four, that it's not, you know, breaking the bank and spending your kid's college fund. Um, I think, you know, you talk about finances and how expensive some of these things are, which is why I love you know, $47, that's an annual membership. Is that right for Consumer Lab? Yes. God, that's, I mean, <laughs> that's like what, 10, 12 cents a day for this amount of information. I, I mean, that's, it seems beyond worth it. And it's, it's such a great service that you offer for that amount of money. I, I'm not sure how you're able to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you about this. So I've seen a lot of supplements, a lot of things that have barcodes. And you can sort of scan these barcodes and it can, you know, download a link and give you information. What do you, what are your thoughts on those? Or I'm sure you've seen them. I mean, again, is it's, you're kind of just held to whatever these people say is in the bottle. Is, is that how they work? You know, we haven't done a lot of research on, on the barcodes, but I assume some, sometimes they may, they put, may put up a certificate of analysis or C of A, they call it, showing how a product has been, you know, the actual test results. But I would be suspect of even that information. Sometimes it's provided, you know, when so companies can come to us anytime and say, hey, you know, you, you found a problem with our product, you know, give us the details. And, and for free, we'll send them the details. And in fact, we keep an unopened sample of every product we test. And we say, hey, you want, you want, to, you want to see it tested again? Um, if, you'll publish, <laughs> if, you, if, if you'll publish the results, we will as well. And, and you know, nine out of 10 times, they will, they will back away at that point. But um, they often will send us these C of A's um, or C's of A uh, showing that the product, you know, has 100% of what it claims. But that's really based typically on the ingredient that was supplied to them, not the, not the finished product. So I would be suspect of what kind of information people are able to pull up, uh, you know, from these companies, because we've seen all kinds of things. And, and many companies right on their bottles will say, you know, their GMP, as you mentioned earlier, good manufacturing right. practices. And that's typically, a, that's a self-proclaimed um, uh, uh, thing. You know, there, there are GMPs, but whether or not they, they abide by them is, is not clear. There are groups like NSF, USP, as I mentioned before, that do, do check on companies uh, to see if they're doing that. Um, and they have their own, their own programs. Uh, again, it's paid for by, by the companies. Um, it's not that they're, you know, just going in independently uh, or on their own. 
So yeah, uh, so I haven't checked on on you know all the information that's available with those links, but I, I could I could guess what kind of information would be provided. So let me ask you quick, just for my own clarity purposes, it's C of A. Uh, what was the term you use? A certificate of analysis, a C Certif- of A. Gotcha, certificate. Gotcha. Okay, I want to make sure I'm clear on all of this stuff. You know what I love too is that. It, you know, you're you're a, a website of information, and I love that you you post good, bad, indifferent. It's just about the facts, and that's what I love. And I think I'm sure you must get, you know, wined and dined by people saying, "Hey, you know, check this out." You know, that must happen, right? I mean, I'm sure companies are coming to you trying to get you to to talk about their stuff, or how does that work? You know, not so much, uh, frankly. You know, it's more. Really, we hear much more from consumers saying, you know, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? Um, I mean, maybe maybe we've been along, around long enough where companies kind of know, know you know, <laughs> what, 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 what we're about and what we're going to do and not going to do. Uh, so, you know, what we what initially happened, as, as you'd suspect with a business like this, is that uh, we were attacked by industry initially. Um, they, oh, didn't, okay. they didn't <laughs> they didn't want anyone, you know, looking over their shoulder. Right. Um, and we, you know, we had to go to court to stop, you know, all kinds of shenanigans uh, that were going on. But that, but it, fortunately, that ended about 15 years ago. And I think, you know, they know they know who we are. They know, you know, it's it's very straight. It's very uh, transparent what we do, you know. And we and we stick to our guns. Um, yeah. And so it, you know, it's that's it, it's worked for us. So so most of the people who subscribe, they've been, you know, people tell me they've been subscribing since day one, a long time ago. No, and I think, you know, you look at the FDA, you gotta assume the FDA is so overwhelmed, right? I mean, they they're probably just like, Thank you, Dr. Cooperman, for taking this off our hands. <laughs> because I mean, they can't even keep up with what they're supposed to keep up with. Quite honestly, you know, there's a lot of stuff that and I get it. It's a big industry. It's booming. It's growing. There's You're talking hundreds of billions of dollars in this. So I totally get it. And I, I just, I'm fascinated. You know, I was thinking this morning when I, I go through in my head so many questions, and of course, we never have time to ask all my questions, but I <laughs> thought to myself, you know, people, you hear that term, oh, just Google it. Or yeah, you just want something, just go on Amazon and get it. My thing is like, I'm just going to Dr. Uh, Todd Cooperman it. And uh, seriously, it, this is the best thing to be able to get this. I mean, consumer, it's just amazing that you can get this information. So you've talked about the, let's, we talked a little bit about CBD, which is again, a huge, that's a conversation itself, multiple shows. You guys have branched out into other products and other things. Tell us a little bit about that. And what are some of the, the newer things that you've done that you're, that are interesting, that you like, you know, that our listeners want to know about? Sure. So actually, I can start with CBD because we just put out our, our latest report just two days ago on CBD. Um, so that, that market, as I said, it's kind of, it's kind of evolving. Um, and we didn't really find quality um, problems. What we found actually is that the products have changed in a way where a THC, which is a psych- the psychoactive you know, component in cannabis, um, and there's going to be a little bit, you know, normally in, in hemp extracts, which is what CBD is made from. They pretty much eliminated that from the majority of the products at this point because people were testing positive for, for you know, on drug screens, urine tests. Right. Um, so we've, we're finding much less, much lower amounts of THC, higher amounts of CBD, higher dose, higher dosages, strengths um, of CBD. And we're finding the price has actually fallen significantly um, on CBD. Uh, it used to be fairly expensive, you know, 80 cents per 10 milligram dose. 
which is kind of a standard dose. Now it's gone down to about 25 cents. So it's a 70% drop. Wow. Which is pretty interesting. And I think it's because some of the major, some of the bigger supplement companies have moved into this area, even though the FDA says that CBD is not legally a supplement. Um, but companies are selling it as a supplement. They're labeling it as a supplement. You can tell if something's a supplement because it'll say supplement facts on the back rather than, than um, nutrition facts if it's a food um, or drug facts if, if it's a drug. So many companies are selling it as a supplement. FDA is saying it's not a supplement, uh, but it's not stopping anyone from selling it. Uh, they're just stopping them from making you know, kind of outrageous claims about it. So, yeah, so, I, so we just finished testing that, uh, that category and, and, you know, changes going on there. You know, something we've been doing totally new for us, but the whole world has changed, you know, in the last few months um, is we've been looking at face shields uh, just to see if they meet the specs um, of, a sta- of a face shield, you know, and face masks as well. You know, for example, a face shield when people are, are, are clo- you know, within a, a few feet of another person who's infected, obviously, you know, you're, you're a physician you know, a face shield can protect you uh, and protect them. Uh, you should still wear it with a mask, but many people don't know, like the top should not be open, you know, cause uh, right. you know, air can get in and out over that, that way. And there are products that are sold that have open tops. Um, it should extend back to your ears. It should go at least an inch below your chin. So, you know, we, we have a review now of face shields. We've been doing a lot of work on face masks which should have, you know, at least two or three layers and, and there are specific materials that should be used there. That's really, uh, it's, it's our, even though our members, you know, are interested in supplements primarily uh, and some of the foods that we test like olive oils and things like that. Um, you know, as you'd imagine, what's really driving interest right now is anything COVID related. Right. And so we've also written about supplements and how they relate to COVID, you know, and which ones are important and which ones, you know, are probably just a lot of hype at this point. I really, really what that boils down to from our perspective is really vitamin D is just probably the most important uh, vitamin that you should be taking if you are deficient, if you're not getting enough already, because there's just, there's so many studies now showing an association or even a benefit uh, with vitamin D and COVID. But really, it's more from a preventative perspective uh, because it is a, an immunoregulatory um, hormone really vitamin D. Um, and so, uh, really that, so that's what that boils down to. You know, people are we're excited about elderberry and, you know, <laughs> all kinds of things. Um, but I, I think really vitamin D is safe and, and as long as people don't overdo it, but, you know, since, you know, your, your program is about industry, you know, I think people should also be aware that, uh, say with vitamins, the blood tests that they take, um, some of the results, uh, this has been kind of shocking. When you get a result back, say, up from a vitamin D blood test and you see the, the range there that yeah, the lab shows, yeah, it'll, it'll say, you know, normal is 300 to uh, 100 nanograms per ml. Um, and that's crazy. Like no one has 100 uh, nanograms per ml. And, and so I think the, the lab industry has really been like scaring people into, into like, you know, pushing your vitamin D levels higher and higher and getting tested for it. I could go on and on about vitamin D, but from a consumer lab perspective, in addition to the the clinical side, we do certainly test vitamin D supplements. And it's one of the, you know, least expensive, probably most beneficial, you know, supplements out there where you can, you know, for a penny a day, you you can, you know, get, get the amount that you need. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm glad to hear you say this vitamin D thing and confirm it because I I've, been a big vitamin D guy from the get-go. And 
quite honestly, 10, 15 years ago, it wasn't something that you would typically test a level in a patient. Um, you know, you, people think of like their annual tests. So, you know, I got to check my blood sugar and my kidney and my liver and my thyroid and my iron levels. Vitamin D wasn't a huge player, but, uh, you know, 10, 12, 15 years ago, it, it really became a big player. And you brought it up for the biggest reason, I think, in immunity. And it's such a huge thing. I, there's also been a lot of just, you know, a lot of people dietary restrictions or, you know, obviously you being cautious from the sun because you need, you know, some amount of sunlight to convert vitamin D to the useful, uh, the useful type of vitamin D. So mm -hmm. I think, that, you know, there's a lot of speculation as to why suddenly are people's vitamin D's low. I, I'm thinking to myself, but I think because we haven't really been testing them way back in the day and it's on my panel. It's a big thing for me. And I've also used it in, you know, as you said, it's more about wellness. And I, when I look at COVID, I, I think to myself, this is just about staying healthy. When people say to me, you know, how can I protect myself from it? I just say, do what you're supposed to do anyway, right? <laughs> Which yeah. is exercise, stay hydrated, manage your stress, eat healthy, maintain a healthy weight, you know, all these basic things. And vitamin D for me right there is very, very important. I've used it, you know, sometimes when I feel a cold coming on or something like that, I will do high dose vitamin D for a few days. And again, it's one of these things where people say, well, you know, it's anecdotal or who knows, listen, it's worked for me and it's helped me. And in my opinion, I think it shortens the time frame for, you know, an acute upper respiratory virus or whatever it may be. So I'm glad to hear you say that you're a vitamin D fan. I knew I liked you. I knew it. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm a fan with limitations though. I, I, you know, I, uh, cause people will overdo it. Um, you know, just like they will with every supplement. Right. So, you know, you, you don't, you definitely want to have a level, you know, at least 20 minimum, which is really the level of, uh, for sufficiency. There's debate about that. You know, we can, we probably don't want to get into all that, but um, and people's levels will, you know, will, will dip down in the, in the, in the winter and the spring following the winter. Um, and that, that's really the only time that I'm going to really be taking some vitamin D and, and not a lot, you know, really, I, I stick to what the RDA is for vitamin D, you know, 600, 800 IU. Right. I'm not a, a fan of, of mega, mega dosing with, with vitamins. Um, I've just so what do you read, think about, yeah. like, if you have, like you said, so we use, you know, and every lab has different standards, right? What's considered their, their standard. So our lab, we use 30 as sort of the low norm. Um, now, if you find somebody who's say 10 or uh, 15, well, 10 or on the lower end of spectrum, a lot of, you'll, you'll see a lot of physicians using high dose. So it's like the 50,000 microgram dose or milligram dose, excuse me, weekly for 12 weeks, sort of like to fill the tank, right? Uh, what are mm -hmm. your thoughts on that exactly? And then again, maintaining a, a standard reasonable daily dose beyond that. Right. If, if someone's really down, you know, in the 10 or sub 10, you know, nanogram per ml level, I, I can see that. I, um, really to be more physiologic, more like the body, um, you know, unless someone really can't remember to take vitamin D every day or every other day, uh, you know, weekly is okay. You know, studies have shown that monthly, even, you know, higher doses monthly is a bad thing. You, there are actually enzymes that, that kick in that start breaking down uh, vitamin D. There are actually, you know, when you go too high with vitamin D, there are actually increases in fractures and falls. Um, so uh, you can get, you can certainly get too much vitamin D. So uh, again, and I follow, I follow every vitamin D study that, that comes out there. And there are so many times where 
the study will show that it didn't work, but really the people didn't need it. They already had a level probably of about 25. Right. Um, so they were certainly not deficient in vitamin D and it's not going to do you any good. Uh, and, it, and it pains me to see, you know, probably the millions of dollars that are spent on these huge studies um, where they show no benefit. Well, well, meanwhile, if you gave it to someone who had a level of, you know, 15, 10, 12, whatever, you know, it would, it could make a huge difference, you know, for them in, in many ways. So that's my spiel on, you know, on, on vitamin D. So, I mean, I think, and it's great. And again, it, it brings us to what your website does, which is educates, you know, medicine is, as they say, it's a practice and, and yeah, it, it's just that it, things are constantly evolving. You know, it, let's just take the current times, right? COVID, you know, from one week to the next, it, things change. You know, it, you know, I remember when this thing first came out and people were saying, yeah, we'll hang out on surfaces for days and days and days. Now, as we've moved forward into this four, five, six, nine, seven, eight months, whatever it is, I'm now lost in the, <laughs> I'm in the COVID fog now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we're learning that this is very clearly a droplet spread uh, and we see the benefits to masking and social distancing. And, you know, it's not magic that we've been able to really impact the growth and the spread of this virus through those, those things. So, sure. you know, medicine is constantly evolving and changing. And we as consumers, and this is not just, you know, the consumer. I'm a consumer. I'm a doctor. But I will tell you, hospitals... Doctors, nutritionists must love this thing. I mean, I, I would imagine that's got to be a big hit. Yeah. The, the only time I feel like a celebrity, I know you must get it a lot, but the only no, time I feel like I a celebrity wish. is, is when I'm, I'm in a, in a, speaking to a group of nutritionists. That, that is, uh, those are my people. You know, they, they, are, they are, <laughs> are probably most loyal uh, readers of Consumer Lab because they're advising their, their, uh, their patients, you know, as to, you know, they say you need, you need, to take more of this or that, um, or even if it's a fish oil, or we, we're even testing uh, canned tunas and sardines now for for omega three levels and and contaminants like mercury. So so they they are they are very appreciative of you know this kind of information. So what are some of I I gotta and I have so many questions for you, but what uh, what are some of the shocking or really, what are like the big things where you will like aha moments where you found these out after running things through your testing? There's got to be some that stand out in your head. Yeah. So, so recently, um, again, with COVID, you know, people staying home, eating more canned goods. Um, so we, we, we started testing uh, canned tuna, canned salmon, as I said, sardines. And it was interesting because we, you know, uh, they're, they're, they can be very good sources of omega-3 fatty acids, you know, which is why people think of, you know, fish oil, uh, you know, obviously it's in these products, but the, the, the range in, in terms of the omega-3 levels across these products is huge. Um, and you're, you're not going to get much from say, uh, you know, uh, a can of white tuna, you're going to get a ton from a can of, you know, red salmon, you're going to get even more from, from sardines. But then when you look at the mercury, you know, which is a, a real issue, right. It, it also in pregnancy in pregnancy, especially in pregnancy. Sure. Yeah. So the, the um, you know you can see how these a lot of these very common you know white tuna probably the most popular you know albacore tuna really should not be consumed more than once a week um, when you look at the amounts of mercury that we found and even with the sardines even though they they have they're they're really like powerhouses in terms of omega threes 
they have very high levels of arsenic, which I didn't even know until we, you know, we, we, we tested them for various heavy metals. So you're not going to get sick from, from having sardines occasionally, but uh, I didn't even realize that the amount of arsenic that was in, in sardines. So that, that was kind of a, a surprising thing recently. Again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't stay away from them, but I would just, it's like everything else, you know, it's, you have to, you have to do things in moderation. Right. Well, and I, t- I mean, that's such a, that's it. Moderation, moderation, moderation. I think I, I tell people, look, if you do something daily, frequently, really often, or you ingest something, you know, you got to take a step back and say, Hey, wait, maybe, you know, because you're right. And I don't think a lot of people, uh, do things without complete knowledge. Like when you talked earlier about these companies that they send you, they were unaware of these things. I'm still stuck on the fact of that shellacking on the pill. I, I mean, that's amazing to me, but you're right. You know, people don't, people are just unaware. And I think when you talk about business like this, it's a, it's a business to manufacture, get something out there. Why? Because like you said, you know, there's a window, right? And you like take CBD, for example, you know, things come out, you, you know, you get it while it's, it, get it while the iron's hot. Right. But so I think there's a lot of steps that are missed and that's what makes your, your website so valuable to, to everybody. I mean, everybody at some point or another, you know, when you're talking vitamins and supplements and all of these things, it, it just, the list goes on and on and on. I'm thinking in my head right now, in my bathroom on my little ledge, I'm thinking all of these things that I have, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be utilizing your services for sure. I mean, I think it's great. So what's coming? What do you, any new stuff? Can you tempt us with some new stuff in, in, your, in your field that's on the way? You know, we, we, uh, we were, we were asked about microplastic, um, you know, which is pervasive now, you know, in the water um, from just the, the years and years of plastic breaking down. Uh, so there's, there's growing interest in that. So we, we thought, well, do the current water filters filter for microplastics? We purchased um, three or four popular brands of the, just the, the pitcher type water filters that you have on the, you know, keeping your refrigerator. Right. And we followed their instructions and, we found that with some of them, <laughs> the amount of plastic that we put in multiplied uh, <laughs> in terms of what came out. Um, so that was very discouraging. We, we actually ran them several more times, even though that wasn't required by the manufacturer and, and the instructions. And those levels did fall, which was good. But we were just blown away. We're like, what? what is going on here? <laughs> Wait a minute. So I want to get this right. So you're telling me that what the device was supposed to do when you used it actually made an increase in the plastic levels. Many fold. Many oh fold. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yes. I would say that goes in the shocking column. I mean, it, yeah. again, it goes to show you that, you, you know, you always hope people have the best intentions when they're doing things, but things slip by, but that's, that's a big, a big thing to slip by. I mean, considering that's what the thing is supposed to do. And then when you right. realize it, you end up with more plastic. Wow. So, uh, yeah, so that'll, listen, be, that'll be out in a few weeks. <laughs> more to come. I mean, I, you right. must be evolving this website constantly because you're always chasing up something. And I mean, there's something new. You turn around and it's just how it is these days. I mean, there's always something going on. Where do we find you? I, I mean, tell us social media. We want to know everything. I want to make sure the word gets out. Thank you. So, you know, we're, we're on the web at uh, Consumer Lab dot com where we've been for a, for a long time um, and uh, there's a lot of good free information also we have a very good free um, 
uh, RDA kind of uh, daily value um, uh, uh, kind of calculator that people can use for free to find out, you know, what is, what is the right amount of, you know, each vitamin and mineral, uh, per, you know, based on your age or gender. Um, and, but all, of course, all of our reviews and they're, they're over, you know, I don't know, we've covered thousands of products are there. We have, we answer people's questions. Uh, we have hundreds of answers to popular questions. We're answering new questions every day. Uh, and it's all on consumerlab.com. And then we put out recalls and warnings. So we're constantly following, uh, you know, the FDA and, and other groups and, and industry in terms of products that, that are problematic, particularly supplements uh, is, is, you know, what's what we cover there. So that information is there. That's free as well. Um, so it's all at, all at consumerlab.com. But again, to get, you know, the full access does require membership. And as we mentioned, it's about, you know, about $47 a year. Yeah, you do the math and that is a small investment in your health. Uh, and, and they're likely things that we use or, or take every single day. But I love that it's not just supplements. It's, uh, it's protein powders. It's water filters. Yeah. That's still right. blowing me away about the water filters. Protein powders. And, you know, I deal a lot with protein powders. A lot of people asking me about this and that. And, you know, I, I'm pretty I, liberal, but there are certain things I, I tend to look more at the uh, carbohydrate and, and the uh, protein, actual protein levels and making sure people aren't getting too much sugar carbs in these protein powders. But you've really extended what you're dealing with. I and mean, we talked about CBD and supplements. All of these things are so important. I can't field all these questions, you know, that my patients, plus a lot of patients, you ask them, you say, you know, are you taking anything? And their assumption is if it didn't come from a prescription, then it doesn't count. Uh And I I think uh, the service you guys offer is so beneficial for everybody. I mean, you talk doctors, nutrition, the general public nutritionists, I I can't imagine that it's, it's gotta be just an amazing thing. You're doing great work. I I love this. And I will tell you, a lot of people, you know, I was talking to my friends and, uh, you know, they're always asking, you know, who are you going to be talking with next? They were like, I love that website because (laughs) it is a lot of information and it is done in such a way that it's, you can trust it. It's valuable stuff that we all need to know. So uh, I will say personally, Dr. Cooperman, thank you so much for this, this resource. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah. We appreciate you spending time. This is just, it's great. And, and I will continue to use it because, uh, there's a lot of good, listen, you're going to be a busy man. I got to tell you, because (laughs) it seems like every time you turn around, there's like something new around the corner and, uh, good for you. This is a great service an amazing thing. And I really appreciate you spending some, some time. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. So that's it. I want to remind everybody, subscribe, download, and listen to Wellness Inc. with me, Dr. Mike Moreno. My guests inform listeners about the growing influence of wellness in our lives. Stay in the know. Don't miss Wellness Inc. The Wellness Inc. with Dr. Mike Moreno podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and is not intended as a replacement or substitution for any professional medical, financial, legal, or other advice diagnosis, or treatment. This podcast does not constitute the practice of medicine or any other professional service. The use of any information provided during this podcast is at the listener's own risk. For medical or other advice appropriate to your specific situation, please consult a physician or other trained professional. Thank you.